The Holy Letters of the Rebbe. Today we're up to letter number 3,296. Baruch Hashem, dated the 22nd day of Shabbat, Tovshin Tezvav, Brooklyn. And the Rebbe is, Shalom Avracha, the Rebbe is addressing it to a Mohel. This was probably somebody who learned how to uh, be a Mohel, a circumcised to uh, be a, a ritual uh, person to circumcise the babies. But he wanted to know, I guess he was invited maybe by some Chabad families, he wanted to know is there or what are the uh, Chabad traditions as far as uh, a bris milah. So the Rebbe says, I'm responding to your letter that you write that you're a Moel, and you're asking for specific Chabad customs that are connected with bringing uh, the Brebi into the covenant. That's what they mean, the idea of a bris a bris means the covenant. It's a covenant with Hashem. And what do we do beforehand or afterwards in the days that preceded or that follow it? So the Rebbe said, Rebbe answers, generally speaking, I did not hear uh, any specific instructions. And in generally we go by what is written in the Alta Rebbe's Siddur, look in the Shara Koilo, and the Rebbe brings that there was a tradition that his father-in-law, the Rebbe with all the title, my father-in-law, the Rebbe with all the title, that when he was invited to a bris, and of course whenever they invited the uh, the Rebbe to a bris, he was also this Sandik. That's the uh, honor of holding the baby during the uh, circumcision. That's considered to be the greatest honor and also for the baby. So the Rebbe would definitely do that. But the, so after the bris, in the beginning of the meal, he would give a certain amount of money for the yeshiva and he said that this was sort of a down payment uh, the beginning of payment for the tuition for the uh, for the baby that was uh, just circumcised so that when he uh, gets older he's going to go to, to, to school and you're going to have to pay tuition so the Rebbe basically paid the down payment and gave the uh, uh, first, I guess, the first payment. And, I mean, for, for me it seems, seems also that that is sort of a, a blessing that the child should be healthy and grow up and be able to go to yeshiva. And on top of that, that the parents to make sure to give him a good education. So... And the Rebbe got to choose the yeshiva where he gave the uh, uh, down payment. So that means that that boy uh, who is circumcised in the proper time when he gets old enough will be going to that yeshiva. But that doesn't say here. It's just my suggestion. This is sort of a, a payment, but it's also sort of an, a, a blessing and an uh, opportunity. So the Rebbe says, I want to use the exact language that 
my teacher, the Rebbe, you know, it says that a person should always use the language that his teacher used. So this would be appropriate for the Rebbe to use his father-in-law's language. He used it, uh, he said it in Yiddish. This was, he was at a bris in Warsaw. And at that point, he gave 20 zlotus. I guess the Polish... Uh, currency was called Zlotus, at least in Yiddish. I'm not sure what the Polish currency is called in uh, in English, but in Yiddish it's called Zlotus. He gave 20 Zlotus, or in Hebrew it's called Zuhuvim. Maybe those are golden. I don't know exactly that's what they call them. And he said, and the Rebbe uses the Yiddish, the Yiddish term, Dosis far this is for Temchit Mim, that's the name of the Labavitch Yeshiva. Uh, this is a down payment for the two Ishit. I mean, today the down payment would have to have been a lot more than the 20s Lotus. But, anyways, so he asked for special tradition. So he says that that's what the previous Rebbe, his father in law, would do, that after the bris. And before they started the meal, or at the beginning of the meal, he would give some money, and uh, I'm assuming he doesn't say uh, whom he gave it to. He gave it for the yeshiva. Maybe he just said it was going to go to the yeshiva, but doesn't say exactly. Maybe there was a representative over there. But he says that's for the yeshiva. That's a down payment for uh, eventual tuition that the boy will uh, go to the yeshiva. And then the Rebbe addresses another issue with him. So basically the Rebbe says there is no specific customs that he heard about, but this was the tradition for the Rebbe to give some money as an advance to the yeshiva. But then he writes that while he's not a uh, full-pledged Chabad, seems like, but he did have the opportunity or he had the merit to taste, that's his words that he uses, he tasted of the tree of life, which is the teaching of Hasidus. That's the language he uses. So the Rebbe says to him, look deeply into what you just said, or you just wrote, that that is the tree of life. You say it's the tree of life. So the Rebbe says, and therefore, for sure, you will do to the extent you're able to, to set up learning, to learn. The Hasidus is called Divrei Elikim Chaim. The, these words of Elikim Chaim, the words of the living God, that's the abbreviation of Dach. Basically, that's the terminology used to describe the study of the esoteric, the Hasidic teachings, and the Rebbe says, as you called it yourself, the tree of life, so set up to the extent possible that you have class classes in the uh, in, the, in, in Hasidus. Now, the Rebbe says, we know that study is not the main thing. Our sages of blessed memory, they ruled it's not the study which is the main, it's action which is the main. 
So it's not just about studying Hasidus, but it's this going in the path and the conduct of Hasidus. And the Rebbe says, especially you, whose craft is to bring in the Jewish children into the covenant. So your job is to bring into the covenant. What is an idea of a covenant? What means a covenant? What does it mean when people make a covenant? The idea of a covenant is beyond the intellect and reason. Sometimes it's explained, the Rebbe references Lukutitoido uh, in the beginning of Passion itself. Sometimes it's explained that let's say uh, people are friends. If they're friends, you know, they have a reason to be friends. They know each other or they share a common interest or they share common uh, goals. So they're friendly to each other. Sometimes it happens that friends, you know, part companies. Maybe sometimes there's differences. Sometimes something happens that causes a split, causes some friction. So what do people do sometimes when their friendship is really strong and in, in place fully? They make a covenant. They make a bris. They make a covenant. The covenant says that we are going to be stayed connected no matter what happens. That even, which means, even if logical, it may not make any sense for us to be connected any further, but we made a covenant, which means we tied ourselves up beyond reason, beyond rationale, and we're still going to always stay connected. So that's basically our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, is made in our body, in the body of the boy, uh, before he's even able to understand. He's only eight days old, has no reason. And that is the time when the holy soul begins to enter. There are several stages by the boy, and equivalent to that also by the girl, uh, when the holy soul enters. Fully, it enters at bar mitzvah, or bas mitzvah for a girl. That's when the full capacity of the soul is there in the body. But by the boy, it starts at the bris. Uh, So the bris is made uh, in such a way that it is beyond understanding. It is in a covenant that you connect the child with Hashem in his body, without his consent or without his understanding, without the child's uh, rationale, because it's a connection to Hashem which is not based on logic, it's not based on intellect, it is a connection beyond logic. That's the bris, that means the covenant. And basically what the Rebbe is telling him to the Smoel, you are connecting people at a level of a bris which is beyond the covenant. One of the one of the uh, issues people had with learning Hasidus or the esoteric part of Torah is the fact that it's not as comprehensible. It's not as uh, understood, at least in the beginning, as you understand the other parts of Torah. 
uh, that's it's a little bit more difficult. So the Rebbe sort of cautions him, him that you need to also conduct yourself along this path, just like you're bringing in the children to connect above the rationale, you also connect on that path, which means that learning the inner parts of Torah, the esoteric part, the secrets of the Torah, which in of themselves, they are beyond grasping and beyond understanding. So the beginning of this study, you basically just like accepting in a way that you don't really fully grasp or understand it. But then it also revealed the hidden, the soul of, the holy soul of the person by studying it and getting involved in it, it will deeper touch the soul of the person because that closed part of Torah, the hidden part of Torah, when it comes into revelation, which means you're studying it, even though you're not fully understanding it, so this actually reveals the hidden part that's in the Jewish person. Basically, the Rebbe is encouraging him to learn some Hasidus, which he says himself is the Eitz HaChayim, it's the tree of life, and also the Rebbe says not only study, because you got to do and doing is learning the Torah and following its directives and its customs. And the Rebbe says you bring in children to a level in which they're connecting to Hashem beyond the rationale, so you need to also connect to Hashem beyond your rationale, which is through the study of Hasidus, which brings out the hidden parts of your own soul to bring it into a relation. The Rebbe concludes with a blessing. And this is in the name of the Rebbe by the Rebbe's secretary.